This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Okay, we are here today to talk about our confidence in the sexual self. Yeah, I've got confidence in sunshine. I've got confidence in rain. I'm not quite <laughs> sure I got confidence in my sexual self, Lori. So I'm expecting you to help me oh, uh, Adam. raise it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I think some of some of us think about confidence in the sexual self as confidence in our appearance and our attractiveness. Yeah. I was watching television last night and I didn't, I just saw a clip of this of Cher on some sort of bulletin board awards or something. Yeah, she's like, seven, she's, she's like 71. <laughs> and she, and she, too. some quote that said, you know, I can do a five minute plank. You know, and she comes out and struts herself and just like, you know, I mean, she's amazing. Well, regardless of what you think of her music or her message, I got to say, a 70 year old, 71 year old woman strutting her stuff and singing and being active and vibrant. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Confidence. That's yeah. super body confidence and and person confidence. But is that is that what we mean when we say confidence, Lori? Because, I mean, do I have to wear a plunging neckline, you know? <laughs> Please. To, <laughs> to, uh, and, I mean, is it, is it in how I present? My, is it, like, the clothes I wear? Is it is it acting? What do we mean when we say confidence? I mean, is that what we're talking about? I mean, obviously that's confident. Yeah, right? I think I think it goes beyond confidence in our attractiveness. Okay. Definitely. I think it is also, you know, confidence in our sexual skills, in our allure, in our ability to tune into our partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. I 
I do think there's somewhat of a different expectation between men and women. I mean, mm-hmm. I hear women say this all the time, that they want a guy to be confident sexually. Yeah. And and you just said, I'm not sure I'm always confident sexually. I, I Maybe. How, I mean, how, I think so. How do you but, think, though, that men, like, I, I feel for them, right? Men have to initiate the first date, often the first sexual touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in marriage and in couple, you know, partnership, men have to be, are often the one who is leading the charge sexually. Yeah. How do they do that, Adam? Well, uh, <laughs> well I mean, I, I think the, the difficulty, and you say, like, men are, one, expected to be sexually confident right out the gate. Yeah. Right, right as soon as adolescence hits, as soon as um, they enter into a sexual relationship, like, they are expected, I think what you were saying, to be to be the confident ones, even if they don't feel like they have the necessary tools to be confident mm-hmm. in what they're doing. Uh, that's um, rough. And that's really rough. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's talk about that more. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think that there, and then once you enter, you're not only expected to be confident right out of the gate, there is a pressure, I think, that responsibility on uh, males to make the sexual encounter enjoyable. And to, right. to make the performance go well, right? So We're they have to be confident for... that they can please a woman. Yes, exactly. Ah, oh, that that's a lot of pressure. All right. Well, that's I mean that's why a lot of <laughs> guys project confidence when they don't really feel confident, and that's I think that happens more often than most people realize. I think I think men do a good job at projecting confidence when they don't really have it. Yeah, um, and so and, that's... and I think internally, oftentimes men hold on to the anxious adolescent who, you know, didn't know what they were doing and yeah. still kind of wonder, do I know what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, so so there is an anxious part, and yet there's this, it's sexier to be with a confident man mm. for most women. Yeah. And so how do, how do we let men be human to express right. those things and also have the fantasy met of he's in charge, knows what he's doing, and it's going to be great? I mean... There is a lot of problems in our uh, history, in our dating history, in our expectations, in our fantasies, right? right? I mean, I think it is a cultural fantasy, absolutely, that women are swept off their feet. I mean, look at the billion-dollar industry of the romance novel. Oh, yeah. I mean, women are reading this, right? And men are somehow or another confident. There's, there are a few books, I might add, that be, given that I read these books sometimes, that have a strong female character as well, mm. um, where she's confident sexually, yeah. which is a brand new kind of evolving heroine in these books, mm. uh, which I happen to love, but that particular theme. Yeah. But I do think this is problematic. So how do men come from this anxious adolescent place where they have huge expectations laid on them and then they're in a marriage where they still might be anxious, don't have sexual self-confidence, and maybe her fantasy is to, for him to lead the charge. Well, is it, don't you think it's like any area where we need to have more self-confidence as well of being okay with the strengths that we have and being okay with the with the areas that need to improve and that need to mm-hmm. grow. I was talking with a friend this weekend about some other mutual friends um, where we just we said they're just not comfortable in their own skin. Uh-huh. Right. You can just tell in everything that they and they don't want to talk about their flaws. They don't want to acknowledge that they have any flaws or anything that needs to or any be, anxieties. Any anxieties, yeah. 
And so there's not a balance there. So they're not comfortable. You can sense it, right? And so I wonder, and you can tell me this, when that is more what women sense when they say timidity or a lack of confidence Mm -hmm. is unappealing or unsexy, Mm -hmm. right? Like that to me is what that is, is are you able to be comfortable enough in your own skin to acknowledge this is where I am sexually. This is where maybe where I want to go and improve, right? Whether that's mechanics, I think it's beyond mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, just understanding basic mechanics. Although good mechanics helps. But that's anyway, that's right. Ahead, you know, I know you like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good mechanics helps. Yeah, good mechanics helps. And we're going to tell you how to get some good mechanics in a minute. But yeah. go ahead. But it, I think it's beyond that too. I'm in acknowledging the areas that just need to get better and having that, holding that in balance. That's what. That's where I would say that. Right. And so, you know, we talk a lot about vulnerability and talking about these things. But are we saying to the male that he should say, hey, look at, you know, you know, wife of mine, I I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I I don't know how to seduce you. I don't know how to touch you. You know, it's like that. That's almost so anxious. Like that. That to me, I think that's that's different. I, I think there's a way to talk about that as saying, Help me understand how better to please you. What what feels good? What like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm acknowledging when I have those conversations. What what's your fantasy? Like what what are the things that really turn you on? Mm-hmm. That's more ex- exploring. It's curious. It's curious. Yeah. And it and it allows for that I couldn't possibly know. Yeah. I mean, as a male, right? And and as a woman, we can't yeah. know what men feel in their bodies, and men can't know what women feel in their bodies. We have to tell. But I love what you said. It's it's the questioning, yeah. and I think the vulnerability comes in openness to being told. Yes, I mean yeah. I hear some men that are truly threatened when they're told because they have an expectation that they should know. That's the lack of confidence to me, right? There. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it becomes rigid. Yeah. You know, what do you mean you should know how to touch my body? How could you possibly know? Yeah, and it, it's I allowing. I know sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's allowing. Uh, it's allowing influence from your partner. I think, like mm-hmm. being okay with that, that they get to influence you, particularly in some place. Because I think what when you're not sexually confident and you try to just um, and you're you're not being vulnerable in that area that, of where you are, then sometimes that can come out as just trying to control the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And you like not listening to your partner and, and trying just to plow ahead and just try to and you're trying to act confident in an area where you may you may not know what you're doing or where you're going and how to best please your partner. Yeah. And one of the binds I see that men particularly get into as the general initiator mm-hmm. is when they've been refused a lot, they start to be more tentative, as you said, about asking. Yeah. So their request for sex becomes anxious. Mm-hmm. And that anxiety bleeds through and then further sabotages their initiation. I think most of the time it comes out, it's anger, too. And anger, yeah. yeah. Or, or, But anxiety sometimes, like, sure. well, do you want to have sex? It's like, that's not very sexy. No. You know, when somebody asks you, do you want to have sex? It's just there's no energy behind it that is, mm. you know, a libido from that person. Yeah. So you can't, you can't hook on to that as a female. Yeah. What's the challenges for women being sexually yeah. confident? So, I mean, I think for women, it's about body self-esteem. Mm. I mean, so we are socialized to be the object of sexual desire. And so if we don't feel good about our bodies, you know, that's a killer sexually. Yeah, yeah that's that's difficult because that seems like, I mean, how how do women then get, that seems like a never-ending problem. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's... It, it's a never-ending pressure, I would yeah. say, from the media 
But I think that there is an end to it. Like you can be self-compassionate. Mm. I've been doing a lot of research. I'm doing my doctoral and I'm doing a project on women and breast cancer. And it, you know, it just so happens that women who are older who get breast cancer survive it better in terms of uh, body esteem. And partly we we think that that's because they have come into more self-acceptance of their body in the aging process, mm. you know, which maybe for our young people, oh, I don't, you know, I do want to look like Cher. And I do, Cher is inspiring, I got to say. But <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think if you take that as a pressure and you say, I'm not good enough mm. or I'm not sexy enough, that sabotages your ability to have desire and to get aroused. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's probably tiring for men as well. It's like they want, you know, your partner wants you. And if you're saying, oh, you know, I still got to lose the baby weight or, you know, I'm not as fit as I was or I feel too fat tonight. I mean, I'm sure that that's kind of a bummer from a male perspective who's saying, well, you know, I'm hot. I think you're hot. I want you. And it's like to hear that is deflating from a male perspective, too. It's like get over yourself. If you don't like it, change it, you know, or, or just or be comfortable with your body. Yeah, I think that's that's what I mean by kind of the never ending problem of like when does that become something that you are able to be self-compassionate about you know without it being something that you know you give up on or you just let yourself go it seems there's just a hard balance that seems to be difficult Mm -hmm. to strike for women in that yeah it is difficult but but i think that it's for all of us about our bodies we have to say you know stopping the comparing game right Mm -hmm. and also just saying you know it's okay to be imperfect So we're going to come back after the break, right, and talk about some tips to build confidence, right, and some specific things that you can do to begin to be more confident sexually. Okay, right back. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy weekend couples intensives are also offered improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible it is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs 
look at the problem differently and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. So we're back with Foreplay with Lori Watson and Dr. Adam Matthews, and we are talking about confidence in your sexual self and how we get there. And I, I kind of brought up this idea of self-compassion. And, and one of the exercises I have my women do is find three areas on their body that they like. Mm. Because women focus on what they don't like all the time. And every day I would say, look in a mirror and find three spots on your body that are acceptable and good. Yeah. You know? I think I think that's great because that's really kind of getting them to shift the narrative in their own head, right? Right, right. That's fantastic. It's it's like learning gratitude. Mm. You know, oftentimes we go to bed at night and we think of all the things that went wrong that day or we wake up in the morning and we have all the worries. And mm. instead, if we focus on gratitude, what went right today and what am I grateful for this morning – those those two things. It's sort of the same thing about the body. Yeah. What am I grateful for? You know. Yeah, I heard a stat recently, and I'm, I'm going to mess it up, but it's, okay. it's something similar to like that. We think like eighty thousand thoughts in a day in our head run oh, through wow. our day, and sixty five thousand of them are negative. Uh, right? That there's, that there's so many negative thoughts, and so I mean, and those thoughts are about you know about our body, about our sexual self. and Self-critical. Like, self, they're all self-critical messages. And so overcoming them and being able to have more self-compassion with yourself. And I think this goes for men too, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, in, maybe in different areas, but you're saying increasing the amount of things that we recognize that we are good at sexually or mm-hmm. that um, build that sexual self-esteem. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, in us and recognizing that that can go a long way to having more self-compassion for us. Right. And I, it's your favorite word, Adam, intentional. Yeah. Like intentionally doing this to, to increase our sexual self-esteem. You know, what am I good at? What do I like about my body? Yeah. You know, what things inspire me as a partner? Yeah. So, I mean, all of that focus yeah. and all of that can change our negativity. Yeah. And the more intentional we are about that, like the more the less intentional we have to be in the future, because when we say those things to ourselves over and over and over again on purpose, eventually they get kind of just lodged in our head and they become part of our own self narrative and our own self-talk. And they that just begins to be something that's a part of us. Rather yeah. than something it builds a muscle. Yes, it builds absolutely. a muscle of positivity like you know, that that's how we're going to focus and live our lives. I have some friends, one person who I happen to know listens to our podcast and, you know, they are really positive people. They deal with some challenges in life. And I mean, I admire them. They're always thinking about the positive. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that we had talked about that I want interested in you elaborating on is this idea of just tuning into ourselves. Like how did, 
that that builds confidence. How do you, how do you see that happening? Yeah, I think that especially for women with low libido, I mean, so little of low libido is about that my body doesn't actually respond. Mm. It's about, you know, maybe a woman says, okay, my body doesn't respond as fast as I want it to. Yeah. And she doesn't even know what's happening in her body. She's not tuned into the feelings that she does have. You know, mm. she's saying, well, he's ready to go and I should be. Yeah. Versus, you know, I really like it when he's stroking my back or I, I like this kind of a touch and that feels soothing and that feels good. It's this comparison. Well, that touch should be, I should be up the mountain this high. I should be aroused by now. She's not tuned in. She's yeah. not feeling. Yeah. She's judging herself and comparing herself. And men as well, right, with erections, you know, as erections start to wax and wane as we get a little older, um, they, they start to say, you know, well, I should be hard the whole time. Yeah. I, I do <laughs> wonder if it's a bit different for men in what they have to tune into. I, I think from such an early age, we it's not hard to tune into our bodies and what, okay. what feels good. Okay. We know what feels good. Um, you know, there, there may be some about being where we like to be touched that may vary some, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, I mean, it's stereotypical, but it's, I think it's true. It all centers on the penis. And so there's mm-hmm. not much, mm-hmm. you know, not qu- much there's, can there's, go there's wrong. not much questioning. <laughs> there's not much question. I mean, I think you're right when we get it, when there is any kind of erectile dysfunction or as we get older, that may, that may have to change. But, I, I wonder if our tuning in is about tuning into our partner and our partner's needs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that the more that we, that that's the effort of tuning in that we need to make. I mean, I think we have to tune into our sexual selves and our needs. Um, but it seems to me that that the more we can tune into their needs and pleasing them, that that's, that has a reciprocal effect of, of making us more confident. Right. Um, I, I, I can please her because I can listen to her. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It, it's not really magic. I mean, yeah, right. so many men want to come into sex therapy and they want to ask, you know, okay, give me the technique yeah. that's going to m- turn her into a nympho, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And it's that like, I right. have no idea of the technique, you know? Yeah. I mean, she's the only one who can tell you what feels good and it probably feels good at different times right. of the month and different times of the day. And it's, it's, it's less about knowing a particular technique and more about, Listening and yeah. and tuning in and and nuance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had one woman describe it. You know, a lover that they just kind of seemed to move together as one, mm-hmm. and it was because he was really tuned into her and yeah. interpreting correctly her sighs and moans and mm-hmm. feedback and movements, which yeah. you know is. I mean, I think is the goal of longtime lovers of being really tuned into each other. It's a it's a process. I don't think it is something that you come into an early relationship with. No, and I, and I also think I, I know you're gonna you're gonna roll your eyes at me about this, but um, I think it is outside of the bedroom too of tuning in emotionally. And I think men don't always do that well or resist that part of it. But I think that's part of where tuning in starts, and then when you get in the bedroom, continuing to tune into her needs that way uh, because that just gives you that gives you such a leg up. Um, so to speak. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> or not intended. Um, in where you're going sexually. Well, I, I'm definitely not rolling my eyes at you. Okay. I, no, I think you're right on in terms mm-hmm. of that for women, sex is part of a whole in the relationship versus part of a, a moment, mm-hmm. right? It's part of the whole relationship. So, yeah, no, I think that a man who's tuned into 
how she's feeling and what she needs. It's like you can practice good sexual attunement by listening to her about her day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, good attunement period works. And there's a another thing that I'm interested in getting your, your feedback on, Lori, about this idea that I'm just kind of working through of the sensual self versus the sexual self, that the sensual self is a foundation for building the sexual self and building confidence in the sexual self. And Yvonne Dolan writes a book about recovering from sexual abuse. Okay. And she talks about this a lot, where she talks about the idea of um, part of being able to be sexual again, which I think applies to all of us, is begin to recognize, to be in your body, fully connected to your senses and what's happening. So Mm -hmm. she talks about things like feeling the breeze when you're outside, of just being able to feel that on your skin, or being able to recognize smell and and taste and take that in and being full, not just kind of being numb to those type of things, um, being able to be connected to touch when your partner touches you and really being able to feel that instead of it just being a brush off or just something that just normally, you know, it's the peck on the cheek routine of walking out the door versus the deep kiss, right, mm-hmm. um, that just begins the day. Like those kind of things and being able to to feel them deeply also kind of builds a found, this foundational for, for the sexual self. Oh, Would you agree with I, that? I love what you're saying. I think it's really about being present mm. to the moment. I mean, I think about how many people are driven to distraction these days by their electronics. Mm. Um, I mean, oftentimes I walk with girlfriends in the morning. Um, they don't listen to my podcast. I don't let them listen to my podcast. <laughs> They're like, can we listen to that one? I'm like, no, no, because <laughs> they are just like not oriented that way. So I don't want them to listen. <laughs> you know, I'm like a complete just neighbor with them. You know, they have no idea really what my life consists of. But, you know, one thing I often notice is they pull out their phone when we're on a walk. Mm-mm. You know, yeah. I mean, t- I think people should do what you're saying. Go stand outside today. Mm. Go let the sunshine hit your skin. Go feel if there's a breeze. You know, hug your partner once. Put your phone down and hug your partner and just, what does it feel like to be hugged? It's so great. Yeah, and I just think that just builds a foundation to be confident. Then you also begin to know what you like. I think that's tuning in, right? It's inhabiting in the body. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing we've talked about that I think you're big on too is education and reading. Right. I know. This is such a big thing. It's something that people, I think, (laughs) scoff at sometimes, but you're you're a fan of it. Especially men. I mean, I think it's women who buy psych books, right? They're the ones who buy the pop psych books. And men, I I had a male friend say to me, you know, learning about sex from a book, Laura, is like learning to ride a bicycle by reading. (laughs) You know? But, I mean, it's true. There's so many things that you can't know that are generalizable Hmm. that – you know, people write about. Yeah. Yeah. And so just educating yourself, especially on an area where you may not be as confident in, right? Yeah. If you yeah. don't feel you're as confident in mechanics, right? Or, um, I mean, there's there's plenty of books for that. There's plenty of books for anything that you can imagine. There's, there is a, yeah. there's a book for it where you and don't I, I'm going to plug my book, Wanting yeah, Sex Again, because it's not just about women with low libido. It's also about how to give a woman an orgasm, you know, how to resolve different difficulties. There's a chapter on oral sex and resolving the differences between one who wants to and one who doesn't. Mm. I mean, there's lots of things. I also love Michael Castleman's book, Great Sex. I mean, this is a male writer who's straight, who really gets it about women. Uh, Paul Joannide's book on the guide to getting it on has kind of crass pictures, but it's like he really writes sensitively about men touching women. Mm. 
and and what the female body is all about. So sometimes I think hearing it from another guy, because it's not something that men would talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's it's lovely. Um, great. Two great resources. Yeah. That's so, yeah, get out there, read, educate Read yourself. a little bit. There's also, um, I mean, you have a blog yourself. Um, yes. There's lots of great, if you just want Married one and off, still doing it one, on Psychology Today. Yeah, one-off one. one uh, blog post articles that you can find. The Internet's a great resource for that. I mean, you can literally find anything. But Psych Today has a lot of good blogs, including yours. WebMD yeah. does. Yeah, um, although well. I will say that mine is the most directed toward committed couples on yeah. Psych Today. I also write for WebMD. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, definitely. The other one we've we've talked about just to, as we kind of wrap up here is acting as if. What mm-hmm. do you mean by that? Acting as if. I mean sometimes you do have to pretend confidence, like mm-hmm. suspend your anxiety. Fake I mean, it in order you to make it a little bit, not faking orgasm, anybody. But <laughs> I mean, you know, like if you're going to role play, you have to act like the part, mm. and you have to put aside the anxiety of doing that in order to pull it off. And that's hard. But if you if you come into it and you giggle and say, this really isn't me, I mean, wow, what a mood killer. You know, I mean, you kind of have to act for a little bit yeah. till you sink into a role and that builds some confidence. Like, I can pull off something different. I can do something exciting or, uh, you know, a little bit... Uh, a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's necessary, especially in areas where you're not confident, and you're you're risking vulnerability there, right? Right. By being by being confident in an area you may not, or acting as if in an area you may not be fully confident in yet. Exactly. Which is great. All right, Lori. So talking about sexual confidence, let's let's review. What are our we? I think we have five tips. Okay, are, so we we want to have self compassion. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Attunement um, with our partner. Yeah. Uh, really tuning into them and listening to our own body. Mm. Um, I love your thought about sort of inhabiting the body, the sensual self. self. Yeah. That's really good. And then reading education, especially for guys, you know, um, but for women too, like read, find out more about that, and then acting as if. Right? Yeah, Those acting acting the part sometimes. All right. Okay, thanks for listening. This is Four Play Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.